All right, Leonard Skinner, simple man that can only mean one thing, and that's all things simple man Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, how are you? I'm putting together a list, Hannity, of people <laughs> and countries, and I'm oh. checking the list twice, of course, uh-huh. uh, that may be helping Putin. Gonna He's have eat, by the way. No spin news on BillOReilly.com. You know who wrote a really powerful column today, and I'm sure you read it, is Piers Morgan. Yeah, but I didn't like it. I don't care whether you liked it or not. It was a powerful column. You don't care whether I liked it? it. Well, no, I don't care if you liked it. you got to admit that it was very, very powerful. And it was, you see, there's one aspect to this that nobody talks about. Yeah. And and I've explained that I'm a Reagan guy, and I've explained no boots on the ground. But I also agree with what Reagan did in the 80s when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. He provided Stinger missiles. He helped the Nicaraguan freedom fighter fighting Contras defeat the Sandinistas and Daniel Ortega. And I like Donald Trump's doctrine a little different because of new weaponry, modern warfare technology. He just bombed the hell out of the caliphate, Soleimani and Baghdadi. And but there is there there is something and there is there's there are people that think we shouldn't even do a thing. Well, let me let me run it down for you. Well, let me just finish this thought, and then you then you go from there. And what what Piers Morgan was saying is the world needs to when you see dead children in the streets, entire cities leveled like Mariupol, and you see mass graves, and you see a sovereign country, and you see evil. We're watching modern day evil. There has to be some level. Of our uh, of societal conscience that kicks in, not that we're going to send our national treasure to fight this, but provide all that that Zelensky and Ukrainians need to effectively win the war against Putin, who started it. Okay, so I'm a columnist. You know, my column this week on BillOReilly.com is the hunter becomes the prey about Hunter Biden, and last week it was the Prince of Darkness about George Soros. The reason I didn't like Morgan's column is because it didn't put forth any solutions. It's easy to say what Morgan said, that this is evil. Of course it's evil. Any rational person knows it's evil. But the second thing is, what do you do? How do you combat evil? Now, there's a variety of debate on how to do that, and I think that debate is healthy. Even if I don't, dis- even if I disagree with some of the solutions, like putting up planes in uh, Ukrainian airspace, warplanes which would get blown out of the sky in about thirty seconds, um, I don't mind debating it. But if you're going to be a columnist, the key to it is to provide some kind of definite solution. And Morgan did not do that. That's okay, on that mind. front, you're right, but I think you're being overly critical now. Right, but that's me. Okay, no, but it's fine that we just... He did point out the moral imperative. Now, I I have... Who doesn't know that? I have... Well, honestly, Bill, there are some really dumb people out there that... uh, This is none of our business. This is a good debate to have. They feel that the Biden administration is so corrupt and inept that they're not going to support anything, anything that the Biden administration wants to do. So they've withdrawn from the battlefield to use, um, you know, a comparative. And then we have the people like Omar and Cory Bush, 
you know, uh, Ocasio-Cortez playing a game here. But Omar and Cortez, uh, and Bush, I should say, voted against uh, the Russian oil ban, but so did 15 Republicans in the House. And all of the 15 Republicans in the House that voted against the Russian oil ban did it for the same reason I just cited. They say that Biden is so corrupt and he's done so much damage that we're just not going to help him and we don't want an oil ban because we don't have enough oil to begin with. That is their point of view. And it's a, they have a right to that. But you and I disagree with them because we feel that the greater evil is Vladimir Putin and you squeeze him as hard as you can squeeze him. You Financially, we, we could destroy him within months. It's already happening. It's in Bill, I, I disagree on this point because Germany gets 60 percent of their energy from Putin and Russia. He's making billions every day. Our allies, NATO allies that we pay large sums of money to protect, they are funding this war to this day because they cannot wean themselves off of his well, energy. They're going to try, though, and we can't force them to not buy the oil. But it hasn't happened. He still has the money. I understand. But we can't force them to do what we want. And, and they're trying to keep this NATO alliance together so they can put as many sanctions on as possible. But, you know, you know, here's a, a real interesting thing that I brought to my audience yesterday. The most powerful entity in Russia, apart from Putin and his military and secret police apparatus, is the Russian Orthodox Church, which 90% of Russians belong to. 90%. The patriarch, a guy named Kirill, will not condemn if you can believe this, he will not condemn Putin's invasion. And I'm saying to myself, this is almost unbelievable. And you know why he won't condemn it? Because Ukraine has gay parades and is a permissive society. Um, it's, just ins it's insane. But if they could somehow get this guy out, the patriarch, and put somebody in who was like a real Christian, the Russian people, and, and the guy would say to So, so the issue of gay rights is, it trumps the issue of dead yeah, women and children in the streets and cities being leveled. Yeah, that, that, hear, to, explain hear, that Christianity to me, Bill, because that's not what I learned. That's right. You hear criticism of Pope Francis, but Pope Francis has been very, very strong on condemning Putin and the invasion. But this guy, Kirill, who has sway over all the Russian people, he's just thrown, you know, all the Ukrainian, okay, you know, kill those babies. Go ahead. Bomb those apartment buildings. But in the end, I believe that Putin will destroy himself, just as Saddam did. And I'm sure you see the parallels between Saddam Hussein and Putin. It's, am it's amazing. The there, there are many parallels, but I'm not where you are, because we don't know how this is going to end. We can speculate, and you, you're giving a very intelligent well, let me ask guess you can i ask you a question i know it's your show well, first of all I want, before you do yeah. i want to know specifically if you agree with what my plan is you said you need solutions i've given you my solutions the reagan doctrine yeah, the trump I, doctrine. i don't have any problem with any of that do you have anything to add to it or subtract from it um you know i would basically uh fund the ukrainian resistance I think that's the word that that's a part of it, right? But they've got to they've got to have the weaponry in a, in, a, in a furtive way. Word of the day, furtive. You, you can't be telling Putin this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. It's called I mean, the covert yeah. operation, Bill, yeah, with plausible yeah, deniability, and make it impossible logistically for the Russians okay. to occupy. You know what's going to happen? I think Hannity is this. That we'll have a ceasefire. You tell me, O'Reilly. You tell me what's going to happen. Then ask your questions. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> They're going to have a ceasefire in, I don't know, a few weeks. 
And then it'll come down to Putin will be able to occupy some part of eastern Ukraine. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, then the question becomes, do you lift the sanctions because Putin just stole a part of an independent free country? And I would say, no, you don't, because Putin is bleeding now. Now, my question to you is, do you think Putin is going to survive this the way he was before the invasion? It is to be determined. I hope not. Remember, Bill, I, I was the first one to publicly say, um, I hope somebody takes him out. Um, maybe a general, maybe a military person or an advisor. Um, I would not be against a covert operation, not involving the U.S., of course, uh, that targeted him. Now, he has he has his mercenaries inside of Ukraine and they're they're standing order is to kill Zelensky and his family. But but now now we we have an executive order in this country that prevents us from taking out the head of a state. Now, foreign heads of state. Correct. You can get around that executive 12333. If you're interested, uh, it was an evolution from Gerald Ford's first. It happened in the Reagan years. Now, and the answer to the question is this. He a lot of this is always going to come down to money. And the problem we have is not only is Western Europe and our NATO allies still importing a vast majority of their money, I'm sorry, the the lifeblood of their economy, energy, oil, and gas from Putin. Now Putin has aligned himself with China, and China's getting a discount on energy right now, but they're importing all of their energy as much as they can take in, and that keeps the coffers full. And as long as he can keep the military fat and happy, and in money and take care of the oligarchs and take care of his advisors and and prevent a full-on rebellion of the people of Russia. They don't have the weaponry to fight back anyway, and you're not going to win a revolution with a slingshot. Um, he the, the odds of him surviving are also very high. Not he can survive he this. So there's a G20 economic summit in Bali, Indonesia, coming up. China vetoed the denying Putin's uh, presence. Yeah, well, who do you think is going to show up? It's going to be China, Vietnam, yeah, and it's going to China, Russia. Going to go. Right, China, we shouldn't go. Nobody will go. So that's my point. So Putin has ruined himself. He's like Saddam. He can't leave Russia. He can't go anywhere. He can't sail around on his yacht because somebody will blow that right out of the water. They found his yacht. I don't know if you heard about it in yeah, Italy. And, and let's see if they seize it, if they have the courage to seize it. All right, quick break. More with Bill O'Reilly on the other side. All things O'Reilly, of course, BillOReilly.com. As we continue, and your call's coming up at the bottom of the half hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Kennedy Show. Final moments with Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. The, the most effective weapon in our arsenal is to economically break Vladimir Putin. But that would take the entire NATO and Western European alliance to say no more and yeah, find. They're not going to do that is because they have to heat. They their can't homes. do it right. And, and by the way, right I blame the. They're going to do it down the road. But I blame the climate alarmists cult religious cultists Everybody by the way not just that. in the u.s that took away energy independence of from course. us but then i also blame the same people that we now know putin was funding these environmental groups 
that caused the reliance, caused Germany to give up their nuclear power. How but, stupid was that, Bill? But the good news, Hannity, is the Green New Deal is over. It's done. not, Bill. I'll tell you why. No, it's done. Because the restrictions that, the, the rest, for example, the, the premier in Alberta said that had we kept construction of the Keystone XL pipeline right now, it would be finished and we would be in importing 900,000 barrels of oil from Canada a day. Yeah, and they'll okay, be now, exported to Western Europe so they wouldn't have to exactly. buy oil. Okay, now the next step to that is we have more natural gas than any country in the world. We can help them there. And envi environmentalists have put the kibosh on all and of this. You don't this. think you don't and, these environments? No, here's, here's the worst part. Done. I want your comments on this. Now, Put, uh, Biden is now begging OPEC, making deals with Venezuela and the murdering dictator Thug Maduro, and doing this idiotic, imbecilic, moronic deal with Iran. That's where Joe is going to get energy for the U.S., He's going to America's enemies to get it. Yeah, and we have the resources here. is 34%. So exactly. all of this stuff is going to backlash against Biden. It already has. The Green New Dealers, the, we're gonna, the world's going to end in 15 years. They're done. John Kerry is finished. The American people, if you look at the polls, all right, all say... That's all in November. But, Bill, you, that's not what the question you asked me. You asked me whether or not they would stop. The answer is Putin, as, unless we break him financially, his chances of survival increase with every not billion dollar answer. day he has. I think you and I have a disagree on, um, on the word survival. He is not going to be able to do anything but sit there in the Duma in Moscow <laughs> and yeah. do, play with his little friends. He can't go <laughs> to Switzerland to see his mistress. He can't float around on his yacht. He can't do anything. And ultimately, he's going to wind up in a ditch like Saddam. I hope so, Bill. I hope you're right. I like hope you're, Andy, it's not I like hope you're right. You can say, it's not like he can say, oh, that could be. Let me be very back. clear. It's you, you, what you are expressing is my hope. It is definitely a possibility. But the monies that he's taking in from China and Western anymore. Europe right now are protecting him. It that money anymore. It's just a matter of time. And I want to put in a quick plug because my what book, Killing the Killers, comes out May third. It has all the weaponry. Oh, I like this. It all. By the way, I finally got my copy in a half an hour. Okay, but we can't because of the nuclear component. But the weaponry the United States has, we destroy them. Staggering. Conventional weapons, it's it's game over in a day. I mean, if we really unleashed it, but you know, politicians don't fight wars to to win them. Um, we could keep this going forever. Love talking to you. Uh, we'll talk about your book uh, next week when you come on the program. All right, thanks for having me. Bye. Bill, all things Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls in a second. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You know, I can't believe the words that are about to come flying out of my mouth. I never really liked Bill Maher. I've interviewed him a number of times. No problems with him. Um, It, it just, just the way he comes off. I, I don't think he's as funny as he thinks he is. Dave Chappelle is freaking hilarious, and his humor is very intelligent. Chris Rock funny uh we love our friends jeff foxworthy larry the cable guy and what the new guy that you keep telling me about that I, i've been watching is really good as well 
I um, love, 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 love Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. I love now, that guy. I like anybody that will say anything and not fear reprisal. We don't live in that world as a conservative commentator. <laughs> we, would, we wouldn't survive a day. They would kill us. They would take us out. There are millions and millions of dollars being spent to monitor any real conservative on radio or TV and in the hopes that we say one wrong thing so they can start their boycotts and start their cancel campaign, et cetera, et cetera. Um, although I think the backlash now is beginning, it, the pendulum is swinging the other way as evidence, for example, by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, you know, Bill Maher, to his credit, it wasn't, by the way, liberals that defended him when he was on ABC and doing politically incorrect. It was conservatives like me. Uh, I've ended up defending him. I, I believe if you don't like something, turn the dial. If you didn't like Howard Stern or Don Imus, turn the dial. You don't have to watch. You don't have to listen. And the more people, ironically, you end up with a bigger audience. You know, Joe Rogan, I had no idea him defending the deep state and saying that he's never voted for a Republican kind of surprised me. Uh, but it just tells me he really doesn't. He's not that into politics, doesn't understand it. He's not a, a conservative in that sense, but he's still an interesting guy. Um, but anyway, Bill Maher, I'm finding he's saying more and more interesting things. And he even acknowledged that, you know, people at Fox are even noticing that that I'm saying things that liberals need to hear. He said this this weekend, uh, not this weekend. He said it earlier this week. It was on with Adam Carolla. Who does Hannity? And every time he's on, I'm like, okay, how much trouble are you going to cause for me uh, in the next 24 hours based on what he's going to say? Uh, but I think he's funny, too. And anyway, so Corolla's interviewing Bill Maher. Here's what Maher said, warning California. Listen. Ben, f*** it, is, is what so many people say about so many things out here. And eventually, what are they going to say is, then f*** it to the Democratic Party. This mm -hmm. is an Achilles heel to this party that they have got to come to terms with. I mean, they couldn't build a railroad that they tried from L.A. to San Francisco. The same thing with the housing, the homeless kind of thing. It just, the, the cost, I think, per mile rose to something like 200 million per mile. Whereas in France, they did it for like $13 million per mile, pretty much the same railroad. And France is not known as a country without unions right <laughs> or regulations right. or socialism and somehow they did it for so much less people have got to understand there are just too many people with their hand out there are too many people who are unnecessary in this equation and and this is kind of like beyond politics or it should be but it's going to get hung on and deservedly so on the on the democrats because they run this state it's not like the Republicans are great on this either, but they don't run the state right now. The Democrats do. It's a one-party state. Now, he's right about the part that people are going to get fed up. Where he's wrong is, for the first time, California, as you know, Linda, um, has lost more people than people came into California. People used to flock to California. Great weather, you know, beautiful sceneries, great, great places. You know, there's places to avoid as well. But but honestly, the Golden State is it's they have ruined it. And for example, the greatest, I guess, example you can use is that if, if you rent a U-Haul to move to Texas or whatever 
whatever state you're going to move to, but I'll say Texas, because a lot of people in California are moving to Texas. It's going to cost you anywhere between $2,500 and $3,000 for that U-Haul. If you're leaving Texas and you're going to California, maybe your job called you to go to California. Uh, it, that, that very same U-Haul will cost you 400 maybe 300 You can negotiate the price because you're basically doing U-Haul a favor and transporting it back where they're going to make their real profits when that's so many people leaving California. I mean, and it's the same with New York, the same with New Jersey, the same with Illinois, and you see this incredible growth in states like Florida, the Carolinas, Tennessee, uh, Texas. Everybody's leaving. Everybody's getting out. And I think he thinks that maybe politically the state's going to change. I don't see that happening in my lifetime. It's possible. I don't see, you know, maybe Lee Zeldin can, can you know, shock the world and win New York State. It's possible after the Democrats have screwed it up that bad. I'm not sure if he doesn't have the state legislature with him, how much he'll be able to accomplish. But let's see what happens. Your I thoughts? think the biggest problem from everything you're saying, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, obviously, but, you know, you look at somebody like Pelosi, you know, she's talking about San Francisco and, you know, she's from California. She's our speaker of the house. I really don't think she knows what day it is most of the time. And I don't think she's known that for quite a while. I don't think that's a new thing, but she's so out of touch with her own constituents. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't know why the crime is so bad. I don't, I don't know why there's so much lawlessness and she's like pontificating. And it's like, well, because you know, there's no bail and they can do whatever they want. And people are walking into drugstores and wiping shelves and people that are getting paid an hourly rate wage behind a counter are not going to jump the counter to stop the shoplifter that might kill them because there is no repercussion for the criminal. So nobody's able to live a normal life. You can't walk down the street without stepping over you know, these drug-using needles that are filled with, you know, they're contaminated they're with not, drugs and blood on the street. They're not, to not mention putting the these matter. people in jail. They're not enforcing laws. Then you add the sanctuary city-state status of California. And, and it's pretty much the same in New York. Um, all right, Catherine in Florida. Let's go to Catherine. How are you? Glad you called. Apparently, you disagree with me on something, but I'm still glad you called. Oh, no, and I love your show, Sean, and we love you. You are Thank the voice you. of sanity, Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're listening. Thank you. Yes, long-time listener. So my, my, I have two points. Um, the first one is what to do about Ukraine. Very simply, I would say my solution, if I were Queen Verde, would be uh, a demilitarized zone right down the middle. You have the Russian-speaking half. You have the Ukrainian-speaking half. Let's make it a humanitarian corridor. You know, get those people some, some safety there. Number so one. So you're, you're calling temporary. for a temporary, a temporary safe place for innocent men, women, and children to get out. Yeah, just separate the two sides. Put it like we have in North and South Korea. You know, demilitarized zone. Keep them apart. You know. And so you're talking about splitting out. up Ukraine and letting Vladimir Putin uh, be rewarded for invading a sovereign country with half the country temporarily temporarily just I, to I get mean, um, that's what i'm trying term. to ascertain are you saying just to get the refugees out yes just to stop the fighting like a uh what do you call it? ceasefire you know ceasefire demilitarized zone separate them let things settle down a little bit that's just you know i'm no expert on ukraine i, I saw that you know i saw the video you know i, I, don't I know it would be great expert. to get the people that want to get out out i mean we've seen people with luggage shot down 
you know, shot in, in cold blood. I mean, it's Putin has so method. much blood on his hands over this, killing, you know, women, children, men, indiscriminate bombing, killing, you know, wiping out an entire city. Uh, Mariupol is an example. It's like 90 percent gone. The city was bombarded. Yeah. Yes, yeah, horrible. A well, point, too, though, that I wanted to make. I said I'm not an expert on Ukraine, but that's my thought. Number two, though, is the issue about we could take them out with a button from certain part of Florida. I would like you to not say that anymore because I happen to live in Florida and they do listen to your show. Well, it's and by I the way, it doesn't I, I say it because I know we have a command center in Tampa. But with that said, we have other command centers around the world. Uh, but I but I take requests on this program. So I don't want people to think that Tampa is the only place we can push the button from. Uh, we can set up any command center anywhere in the world. This is what Trump had that Reagan didn't have, and that's the yes. new military technology and that he used so effectively to defeat the caliphate that grew under Biden and Obama. And But if, 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 if you want me to stop mentioning Florida as the command center, I promise I will, okay? Yeah, I would just take that if you could, as, <laughs> as, 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 you know. Listen, we <laughs> may be neighbors sooner that. than you think. Trust me, I'm, may, I'll, I'll do it for you, and I'll also do it for me and all my friends that have already moved down uh, do there. For the military that live there and, and work there and work here in Florida, um, you know, I know you have tremendous respect for the military, as do I. I had the good fortune to work with many of them, so uh, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your show, and I thank well. you for the time. And thank you, Catherine. You make a good point. All right, Linda, if I say Tampa again, you got to make me stop. Stop me. Don't Does forget. Does that mean I get to throw something at you? I would like yes, to do that. Yes, you can do whatever okay, you good. want. All right, quick break. Right back to our phones. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, Dr. Oz joins us next. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about COVID. We'll talk about Ukraine. We'll talk about his run for the Senate in the great state, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, straight ahead. As we continue back to the phones, we go. Curtis is in North Carolina. What's going on, Curtis? How are you? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, sir. I listen to your show every day, and you know you speak about monoclonal antibodies often. I'm 57. My wife is 55, and we both recently caught COVID. Mm-hmm. We called our doctor right away to request the monoclonal antibodies because we've known some people in their 30s with perfect health, with no underlying conditions, and they've died. Um, Our doctor said we didn't qualify for the antibodies. So my question is, what qualifies you for monoclonal antibodies, and why isn't it just given to all people that get COVID? There's there's no excuse. You you raise a very good point because I know people that are seemingly healthy as well, and in their 30s and 40s and 50s uh, that got no therapeutics and this thing got a hold of their lungs and they died. I know other people that were got on a ventilator, uh, some of them survived, but the odds are against you. Um, and it, I like what Ron DeSantis set up down in Florida. It should be set up around the country, but even those centers temporarily got shut down. When they discovered they, they found out that Regeneron and Eli Lilly's monoclonals were not as effective. Now, I talk to people at the centers that I know 
These are real heroes. And they gave me a very different interpretation. They said it's not as good as, uh, you know, Gladstone, Klein, uh, Smith, and Citrovimab, which is the one of choice for Omicron. But it absolutely, they said with our own eyes every day, they're infusing, you know, X number of people. And it was working. The other monoclonals worked as well. If that's all you got, take it because it's still a, a, a variant of, of COVID. Um, but the one right now that was most effective against COVID. Now, the answer is we've just had a nice interim break between Christmas and, and today. And now we're seeing an uptick in cases in the U.S., especially New York City and the Northeast is getting hit now. It's the early part of the European wave that I told you was coming. And I would hope in the interim that they would have created enough Sotrovimab that anybody that got COVID that needed it would get it, that it would be available to them. But they haven't done that. And the reason they haven't done it is because they cling. It's like a a life line to to, all things go back to vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Here's Jen Psaki. And I I, I sincerely wish her well. I don't want anyone to get this crap. No, I don't want anybody. And Jen Psaki's been vaccinated and double vaccinated and boosted and already had COVID and she got COVID again. So the point is, even if you did everything they told you to do, remember, they first said, if you got the vaccine, that you're never going to get COVID. It'll protect you from getting COVID. I played that over and over again. Now we have people fully vaccinated, booster and previous infection getting infected again. And so the answer is not in the vaccine anymore. We now in the therapeutic stage. How do we save lives? The one, and again, ask your doctor, the one therapeutic that I have seen taken early that works the best by far, no, there's not even a close second, are monoclonal antibodies. But it's got to be taken early. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, it, it just seems awfully strange that they, they've pushed the vaccine so hard to make everybody you know, get vaccinated. Me and my wife, you know, we we chose not to get vaccinated. But you ended up being okay without any therapeutics, correct? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it wasn't a walk in the park. But the thing is, mm-hmm. why don't they push the monoclonal antibodies as hard as they they pushed the you know, get back. The, my answer to you is because they are not following the science and they are locked into one size fits all medicine. And it is, frankly, medical malpractice, in my view, that they have not adopted with the same vigor and passion therapeutics when people have breakthrough cases, have reinfections, even fully vaccinated, boosted people. We'll continue. 